0: everybody. Good afternoon, good morning, good night, wherever you are listening to this. This is the very first podcast that I'm doing with my partnership with Public Node. If you're not aware, Public Node is a nonprofit organization led by you, the Stellar community members, working together to support the open and inclusive Stellar network. And for this very first and special episode, I get to bring on two good friends of mine, We're going to be talking with Nikhil Saraf of the SDF, the Stellar Development Foundation, and Walter Arkink of the Stellar Battle, among really quite a few other things that he'll get to share with you. They have both started a really cool Stellar Battle challenge around open source bot trading platform called Kelp that actually I get to participate on, so I'm excited about that. I'm going to be one of the judges, which is really exciting. But before we jump in, you know, I've got to say this important message. Nothing in this session is or should be construed as investment or trading advice. Kelp is a risky beta software that is likely to have many bugs. Your use of it could lead to losses. So use it at your own risk. And with that, Great note. Let's jump right into the podcast. Nikhil, how are you doing? And thank you for taking the time to talk to little old me on this podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. And thank you for having me on this podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, let's jump right into it. I want to start off with you while I'm chatting here. And can you just please share with the audience your history in blockchain and, and what led you with to SDF? Yeah.
1: I was working at places like uh, Amazon and Salesforce. I was a distributed systems engineer at uh, Salesforce, and then I did data engineering at this hotel startup called Duetto. And I was very interested in trading and also blockchain at the same time. I heard about Bitcoin back in 2012 and because I was employed, I didn't really think about taking a full-time job at that point in time, but I was following progress on the project and I actually tried mining Bitcoin on my laptop and I was extremely unsuccessful. And I think it was probably likely that if I had done it on a full setup back in 2012, I might have been able to mine a few Bitcoins, but it's obviously too late for that. So luckily around 2017, I heard about Stellar and that's when I started thinking about making a switch to the blockchain industry and Stellar seemed perfect. When I thought about how the Stellar Consensus Protocol is a very good uh, representation of human trust, but in a digital world, how it does not consume a lot of electricity to come to the conclusion of consensus on values, how you can bring any token that you want to the Stellar blockchain, to me it seemed like a very ideal representation of how a payment network should work. The fact that it was targeted to one use case of payments and how Stellar wants to be the internet of payments really aligned with my vision of how blockchain can help the world. Of course, there are other use cases as well of blockchain technology. So with that in mind, I ended up joining Lightyear Corporation, which was later rebranded to Interstellar. And out there, I worked on the Horizon APIs. I worked with partners to get them set up with nodes on the network, I developed things like sep seven for delegated transaction signing. And I spent most of my time working on the CalP automated trading bot. And that's how I got into Stellar.
0: Man, that's a a really, really uh, good story. So a couple of questions. So what's your current job title at SDF?
1: So I'm a software engineer at SDF and manager. Okay. So I'm I'm heading up the the team that we call Voyager, which is the data analytics and liquidity team.
0: Okay, it's always great to meet and introduce to the audience folks that are behind making Stellar what we all love. So Kelp, how did you come up with the idea for Kelp, and and why did you decide it in the first place? Yeah, so as a lot of listeners might
1: know, Stellar has an inbuilt decentralized exchange. And one of the use cases of that is to convert between currencies for when you want to do cross-border payments in the local currency of the receiving user. Now, to facilitate that, the DEX allows you to do these conversions, but you need liquidity on any exchange to do these conversions. And one of the things that the Kelp Open Source Trading Bot allows any user to do is to trade on the DEX to create maker offers if they want, To take a spread between the bid and the ask and facilitate this liquidity on the network or facilitate the automated trading based on their own custom trading strategies that they have and it also it basically sets the foundation for anyone who is interested in getting their trading strategies to market a lot quicker because they don't have to worry about the nitty-gritty technical aspects of automated trading And they can focus just on their idea of how they want to trade. And that's one of the things that I think is extremely powerful for the Stellar community because they can cut right to the chase and convert their idea to reality a lot quicker than if they had to write a bot from scratch.
0: Wow. I mean, you know what? You, You really unfolded a lot of great information. As you know, I'm on Twitter a lot and I see all the chatter from various communities. Many people do not quite understand. That Stellar has this built into centralized exchange. Can you maybe explain for some of the listeners what you mean by that? You know, we try to say that, but maybe you could help, you know, clear it up for some of the folks that are learning this for the first time. Yeah.
1: Maybe I can go with an example of Vibrant, which is the dollar savings app that Stellar has. So let's just say that you live in Argentina and you earn money in Argentinian pesos. When you get these, you want to convert it to, let's just say the dollar to save in dollars because of a difference in the inflation rates. How do you get those dollars, right? You need someone who is willing to buy your currency and give you dollars in exchange. You can put that currency in the Vibrant app and convert that to dollars. What's going to happen internally is it's going to consume offers that are on the Stellar decentralized exchange purchase dollars and sell argentinian pesos and then the dollars are going to go into your account and this decentralized exchange you can think of it as similar to a stock market but on the stellar decentralized exchange you can bring anything you can bring cryptocurrencies you can bring stocks you can bring fiat currencies you can bring native tokens that are actually issued on the stellar network and one cool thing about the stellar DEX is that you can trade any currency against any other currency. So it mm. doesn't have to be pegged to the US dollar or the lumens or the euros or the Bitcoin. It can be pegged to anything that you want. And that's what allows for an open and permissionless network in Stellar.
0: Man, this is really, really a good breakdown. Thank you so much. All right. So I peeled back that part of it. So let's go back and break down what you mean by liquidity and why this in general, I guess, is an exchange that is faced by all exchanges. Yeah. So anyone who is starting an exchange
1: is basically suffering from what I like to refer to as a liquidity problem. So we actually wrote a blog post about this. I think it was last year. So when you have an exchange, now an exchange is like a marketplace, right? You have buyers and sellers. And the dilemma here is that the sellers don't want to come because there's no buyers and the buyers don't want to come because there's no sellers. So how do you get them to interact? So that's basically the liquidity problem where it's kind of like a chicken and egg problem. Another way of saying that. So someone needs to basically come in and say, Hey, we are going to be the first people that are going to both be the buyers and the sellers for anyone that comes along. And once they do that, then they basically bootstrap this exchange. Typically, those individuals are called liquidity providers because they are standing ready, waiting to take the other side of anyone's trade. And what they are able to do, as a result of taking that risk, is that they decide what price they are willing to buy and sell at, based on their own calculations, their own risk models. Right? This problem that is faced by all the exchanges—they have to come up with a way to solve it—and Typically what a lot of people might go to that exchange and they might create orders to buy or sell those tokens and leave it there with the expectation that someone's going to come along. But if I need to sell a token urgently, I need to sell it by say tomorrow and no one comes along to buy it, then what do I do? One thing that is most natural is you will take that to a place where there's more people participating. In other words, a more liquid exchange. So all you might go to an exchange that's illiquid and offer a more reasonable price compared to the more liquid exchange. So there are varying approaches to liquidity, and this is a problem that all exchanges need to solve. So there is no right solution for any given exchange. It's kind of like, once you have it, it doesn't matter how you got there. But if you don't have it, then you have to get there somehow.
0: And that's why you have Kelp. So Kelp is able then to come in and and help facilitate what you just described.
1: I wouldn't describe Kelp as exactly just that but kelp is automated trading platform now if users choose to create orders that are standing on the books so like maker orders and if they choose to be that middleman that's how they choose to trade but someone can choose to come in and just take liquidity from the decks because they find it profitable to do so that's how they choose to use kelp so kelp is basically just a platform that can be used to trade however a user wants
0: man that's that's really great so let's take a pause i got my buddy over here sitting down uh listening to in. walter how are you hey sam good to see you i'm doing fine and hey stellar family so you are behind stellar battle as i started off the podcast that this is all around this brand new kelp stellar bottle that's just started off this month you know Walter, you've been a very active member in the stellar community and I've known you since the beginning. You've done a lot of different things to help the community grow. Why don't you go ahead and just give us a little background of yourself and your experience with the Stellar family community?
2: Yeah, sure. I am for a long time interested in economics and the creation of money and the problems that come with it. Then got to know Bitcoin. Didn't realize that Bitcoin solves a lot of the problems I've seen, unfortunately. Then later on, I did. Read up about it, wanted to use it, but then... All my friends said, no, I'm from the eurozone. I want euros. I don't want Bitcoin. What are these things? But I still wanted to use it. And then later on, I got to know Stellar and then realized that this solves this problem. Because then I can pay in whatever I want, while my friends can receive whatever they want, which is an awesome concept. I just wanted to be part of this. So I started doing a lot of things for the Stellar community and wanted to drive adoption and drive the use of this platform, because I believe that using it is what makes it valuable, so to say.
0: Yeah. And you're definitely one of the OGs I call of the Stellar community, man. You've you really put the time and effort in. For those of you that may not be aware that he is also picking Unicorn on Twitter and behind the Stellar's torch that really made a huge impact. I mean, I know that I was a part of it. A lot of big names were on that sharing of the Stellar torch. So that was a really successful project. How how did you come up with that idea?
2: That was pretty cool. Actually, it was piggybacked on the Bitcoin Lightning torch, which is something similar. And I thought, well, it ended because it got stuck in the Lightning network. You couldn't send it around anymore. And then I thought, well, you can do this in Stellar. You can do it pretty fast. And what would be cool is to add location to it so that you can see how it moves around the world. So now on StellarTorch.com, you can track like which countries it visited and what path it took. And yeah, some pretty big names have had it now. And there's actually a, a battle around that now where if you send the torch, you should make a, the best video you can. And uh, the one that does the best job will win a uh, a price pool
0: man that's that's really cool that's really cool so i gotta ask you picking unicorn where did that name i've thought about it i've known you for over a year now a couple years i think and where did that come from
2: yeah i'm stuck with that now right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 you don't look like a unicorn
2: yeah so i i was never the i i didn't use social media a lot so i Got into this cryptocurrency scene, and I needed a Reddit account to talk about these things. And then I, uh, I used a, a name generator. Actually, ran it a few times, and then this this came up, and I thought, well, that suits. <laughs>
0: Okay. So it's, so it's a random name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, no, we like, we like picking unicorn, man. And that was part of history. So one thing that I admire about you is that you're always thinking of creative ideas. Just to share with everyone listening, some more backstories, you know, there's many times where I'll get a direct message from Walter. Hey, Sam, I got this idea. I got this idea. And I mean, there's so many creative and fun ideas that come out of your brain. And Stellar Battle is the latest one. So, you know, share with us, you know, how that idea got started.
2: Uh, yeah. So this started with me thinking, I want to read more interesting articles about Stellar and I realized that oftentimes I thought, all right, then I have to write it because someone else will not uh, do it, whatever (laughs) incentive they need. Uh, And then I thought, all right, what if I could ask people to write this content and incentivize them a bit. What if I could run a challenge, put some XLM in the in the prize pool and ask people to write this content? And then I thought, what if more people have this urge for more stellar content? What if they would also deposit some XLM to that same prize pool? Then we can collaboratively ask for this content to be created. So that's where it started. And eventually then I thought, all right, but then you can also use it to collaboratively ask for a app that you want to see realized. And then you can ask for a lot of interesting, creative things as well, like to start torch videos or whatever. It's a way to collaboratively incentivize people to do things.
0: I think that's the, the brilliance of your mind is that, you know, you, you're always looking at ways to bring people together. You know, I know I appreciate it and and a lot of people in the community appreciate. So it's always good to give platforms to folks like yourself because there's always a lot going on. But sometimes you forget how we got here. And picking Unicorn, for those listening, has definitely been a major contributor to what this community is all about today. Back on Seller Battle, what are some of the examples of previous battles that have happened in the past?
2: Yeah, so we have a sponsor battle by Lobster, for example, where people were asked to explain multi multi-sig. Multi-signature, the use of multi-signature on Stellar. There was a battle where we asked people to come up with uh, non-profit foundations that they would find interesting that needed to accept Lumen donations. And they would have to describe why. It was in uh, collaboration with Lumenthropy.
0: Another really good uh, platform, Lumenthropy. Another great example of a community member that's actively giving back and figuring out ways to make us who we are today. So Definitely. back on the Stellar battle, we got a little background there. I appreciate that. How did you get connected with Nikhil? How, how did you guys get connected on the Stellar battle?
2: Uh, through the ecosystem. I remember Nikhil sending me a, uh, a message Saying that, hey, I'm uh, developing the Kelp bot and uh, would like to collaborate on this. Yeah, like yourself, if you're in the Stellar family, then you run into all the people all the time. So uh, that's a nice thing, I think.
1: That is, yeah. that is, that is. And on my end, like I've been following the Stellar battle for a while. I think the concept is really amazing. And I think it's a great resource for the community to come together and come up with ideas that are just not possible otherwise. And I really wanted to work with water on this and see if something can be done with GALP because I was thinking of different ways in which we can get more engagement with GALP and the community. And I think it turned out brilliant So
0: let's talk about the nuts and bolts here. What are the parameters of this battle guys?
1: Shall I take this one then? <laughs> sure. So the,
2: the nuts and bolts, I think the most important thing for the Stella family, the, the price pool, 20,000. Talk about the money, baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Say that one more time.
2: <laughs> talk about the money. 20,000 XLM. So I think there's a a nice incentive there to start diving into what is kelp and then maybe write about it and compete for this prize pool. Good to mention the ending date, the 28th. Of September, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and and people are asked to write like an overview article about what is Stellar Kelp and what is interchange liquidity and so on. You can all watch it on the Stellar Battle page.
0: So diving back into Kelp, Kelp is an automated trading bot. So how can an automated trading bot be useful for the everyday trader out there? Walter, can you maybe give an example?
2: Yeah, sure. What I could do is uh, say Bitcoin is trading on Binance for... $10,000. What I could do is put up an offer on the uh, Stellar decentralized exchange selling Bitcoin for $10,200 and then wait for someone to take that order. So then I have sold a Bitcoin for $10,200 and then I can instantly buy it back on Binance for $10,000. So it would make a profit. And at the same time, I have provided liquidity. That offer was on the exchange and that Enables people to actually buy Bitcoin at the price they want to. So it helps me. It helps the ecosystem and grows the Stellar decentralized exchange.
0: And so theoretically, could Kelp be applied to all assets on the Stellar DEX? You know, for instance, could I use Kelp? To create a trading strategy around Apple stocks on D stock as an example.
2: This specific one for D stock, you need to be identity verified, but yeah, you can use it for any asset on a decentralized exchange.
0: See, this is why these things are good because it's just amazing the the power that Stellar has. We know we talk a lot of times about cross-border payments, right? That gets talked about a lot in the, the fast transactions. But overlooked is this very, very powerful decentralized exchange that is able to connect so many different aspects around the world.
2: It's pretty big. And I think you shouldn't underestimate that this bot connects to all these outside exchanges as well. I mean, it's not a trading bot for the decentralized exchange of Stellar only. It's it's connecting to all these other exchanges, which makes it even more powerful.
0: So I could connect to Kraken is what you're saying? Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Kraken, by the way. You know, big news on their end, the first bank. So that's always, it's always great to see our community grow. That's exciting. So we're not just talking about the Stellar Dex. You have the ability to use the Stellar Dex, but with the Kelp bot, you're able to even go out through APIs, I'm assuming, into a Kraken, Binance. Nikhil, about how many uh, exchanges is Kelp connected to?
1: Kelp is currently connected to over 100 trading exchanges. We've only had the chance to test a few of them to see whether we can write to those exchanges, but we can fetch prices from almost all of those exchanges. And the work that's required to add support to write to those exchanges is minimal if someone wanted a very specific exchange that was listed in this set of integrations we have a bunch of tests that could plug in the name of the exchange they want and they could just run those tests and see if it works. Yeah. So it's over 100 centralized exchanges provided by wow, the CCXT wow. API.
2: If someone really wants a exchange connected, they could always start a stellar battle and ask people to make it right. Yeah. And it's actually <laughs> you go.
0: It all there you go. It all it all ties back together. You know, I want to take a pause because I think that it's important we're talking about this trading bot, but it's a very powerful trading bot, and so. Nikhil, I mean, can we take a couple of minutes here just to talk about the current limitations with Kelp and just kind of like an FYI so that way we, you know, someone listening doesn't go out and do something crazy. Like, this is an actual bot and <laughs> it, it works. So, uh, what, what are some limitations that you, we should share with everybody? Yeah. So, uh, one thing to note
1: is that Kelp is a very complex piece of software. And at the end of the day, when you're trading, if you have a trading strategy that you've designed that doesn't really work very well, Kelp is going to just help you lose money more quickly than you otherwise would. Uh, So it's very important to be careful about what you're instructing Kelp to do. Because it's a software that runs in an automated fashion, Uh, you need experience operating software. You need to be able to sift through logs to see where there are certain issues that crop up or you need to be able to work with configuration files, any network issues that pop up, manual software upgrades, and many more issues that come with running, in essence, a small trading shop. It's just a little more accessible to people today than it was a few years ago. You need to have knowledge of markets and trading to understand the risks of automated trading, things like asset risk, liquidity risk, counterparty risk. So once you've taken the time to understand the domain of trading, I think that is what would be like a basic foundation that would allow you to even step into the world of possibly doing automated trading. I know this might sound like a daunting task, but it's pretty fun once you get into it and once you once you know what you're doing.
0: Good, good. Now, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, that's important. Let me ask you a question to kind of to piggyback off that. Is Kelp something that SDF actually uses? So we do use
1: it internally. Okay. And any improvements that we make are spread back into the bot, into the
0: public people. Okay, that's a lot of good insight. So Walter, the Stellar Battle is live right now, correct? Yep. So how can the audience submit an entry to, to the battle?
2: Yeah, they could go to uh, StellarBattle.com. Then they will find the uh, the Kelp Battle on the, on the front page. They can go to it. And then on the bottom, they add a, a link to their entry. It's described there what they uh, what they should do, but they can make their uh, public content and then create a link to it. And you can also see the articles or YouTube videos or whatever that are already entered into the competition on the bottom of the uh, the battle page.
0: Well, good. So, guys, what are we expecting out of the Stellar Battle? Because, you know, we've I know there's been some really good entries so far, and I'm sure after this podcast airs, there's going to be a few more that start to trickle in. What do we feel we're expecting out of this battle? What would make this a successful stellar battle?
2: My hope is that more people will take the incentive to learn about Kelp, to learn what it is, to see the potential, if they are, so to say, capable of it, start playing around with it, but learn like the general overview of Kelp. I think that's the main thing I hope for. And maybe even realize, even if they can't use it, realize what they should ask for, to be, be created by others. So then they can push for things to be made with this awesome trading bot because it has so much potential. And I really think that the community hasn't fully discovered the potential of this.
1: I agree. And anything you want to add, Nikhil? Yeah. Uh, so one thing that I'm particularly excited about is to see people learning about Kelp and then writing about it, and then that content being there for anyone else to see and learn about kelp from we're basically asking the community to create their own educational content for the tool and i think that it would be great to see this pattern extending beyond kelp um, because i think that when community comes together to achieve a common goal like it's completely amazing to see how much can be accomplished
0: you know i'd just like to add for me in my i guess my personal experience with the stellar community i come from the i guess traditional business world and so, you know, what's excited me about Stellar is how nicely a lot of the technical achievements that Stellar is bringing to the table, really, you can start to see it merging in real life use cases. And Kelp is one of those applications that I feel can lead to a lot of opportunities. So I'm really looking forward to the entries that can help someone like myself. And I feel I represent a lot of the, the average folks out there. Who aren't coders themselves help me to understand how to utilize this software, and so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking to be educated. I'm looking to to walk away with at least a foundation that I could build upon. So I'm really excited, Walter. Let me ask you: Can members in the community, let's say if they're not participating? in an entry, how can they participate? Is there a way that their votes can be heard, that they can read along with the entries? Is that opportunity available for them?
2: They can read the content that is created. They can share whatever content they like. They can go to the battle page and upvote the articles they like most. So that's a good way. They can push for others to write this content, obviously. So if, say... They know a good writer. They can ask them to look into this and write
0: a piece. So if you, if you guys are listening out there, encourage. know if you're listening to this podcast and you feel that you're excited about Kelp and you believe that there's a lot of potential, I think Walter brings up a really good point. If you can't do it, encourage somebody else to. You know, if you know somebody that's a developer, a coder, uh, somebody that has maybe trading experience, encourage them. I I think that the best thing that we all can do as as a stellar family is hit the share button. (laughs) Hit the share button. That's the number one thing you can do. I think you
2: have discovered this one, Sam.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, you hit the share button. It's interesting talking about, I got a a message from someone the other day and uh, who's working on a project right now. And we were talking back and forth and he said, "Hey, hey, Sam, by the way, thanks. I said, for what? And he goes, hey, I, you, you spoke in, uh, in New York and, you know, you inspired because I'm a banker. I'm, I'm not a coder, but I got excited by Stellar and now he's involved in a project. So, awesome. you know, I love to hear that story and, and everyone listening, you guys have the ability and power to do that for somebody else as well.
1: So I'd like to add one more thing about sharing, which is that when people are thinking about sharing, you can also share outside the Stellar community. This is a great option to get people from outside the community involved inside the community because you can trade on uh, centralized exchanges like Kraken, like we discussed, and other exchanges as well. So that's always, I think, a good starting point for people to trade and then realize some of the other benefits that the DEX offers compared to these centralized exchanges and then potentially bring them into the Stellar community as well.
0: Mm, man, that that is a great, great, great ad. Thank you on that one. You're absolutely right. This is something that people can use as an entry point. So that's great. So the 28th, everybody, is the conclusion of of this battle, 28th of September. It's a very exciting battle. I believe a very important stellar battle for all the reasons that we've mentioned here. How how big is the pool again, the pool of XLM that they can win here, uh, Walter? 20,000 XLM. 20,000 XLM. I think that's worth getting involved right now. I just really want to thank you guys. Is there anything else that I missed that you want to add to the podcast? So there is one more thing that I'd like to add, which
1: is kind of just talking about what Kelp is capable of other than what we've already discussed. So it is an open source tool. Uh, it's written in Golang. We are uh, working on graphical user interface to make it more accessible for people. That's written in React.js. If people want to contribute by submitting pull requests, we are accepting pull requests. It runs on Windows, Mac, Linux, Raspberry Pi. It's extremely lightweight. A machine with 16 gigs of RAM could run close to 200 instances of kelp, depending on the trading strategy that you're running. For the trading templates that, that we have, you don't need a database. You can optionally enable a database. We've got integrated with Postgres, and this saves your trades locally. So there's a lot that you can do. You can extend kelp to do a lot of things that may not be possible today. So it's something to look at when you're thinking about trading on the DEX or even outside the DEX.
0: Nikhil, you've, uh, you've inspired a very powerful and exciting software for the community. So we really appreciate the work that you and the rest of the SDF, I know, are doing all the time and Walter man continue all that you're doing you know I, I love supporting anything that you're doing in the community talk to a lot of people out there on the social and key base everybody appreciates the work that you're doing so thank you on that same to you well, that's it guys thank you Walter thank you Nikhil this wraps up episode number one who feels good take care it's good. guys take it's great thanks for having us